Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Chris talks with Dan Cheseldine, who shares his entrepreneurial journey of starting Metro East Soft Wash as a side business while having a full-time job and raising three girls to it replacing his full-time income. This episode is sponsored by Angie Leeds, Company Cam, Viva HR, and Nice Job. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Dan Chesseldine with us. Dan's a good friend of mine. He owns Metro East Softwash, and we're going to talk through a little bit about his entrepreneurial journey um, and how he's used marketing to grow his business. Dan, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for being here. You were, you were on early on in season one, I think. That was, yeah. I mean, I don't know... I don't remember when it was early. I remember because yeah. it was it, you haven't you you hadn't started um, sharing the Facebook yet. That's that right. No, I, I know yeah. you said hey, it's up and coming, and I haven't heard yep. about it. Yeah, so was, you were legit one of the first. Yeah, episodes, I was trying so. to find it, and I'm like, yeah. Chris, where is he? Do I need yeah. to? I was like, oh yeah, they're not even or? out, man. We're just yeah. pre-recording. So, <laughs> uh, thanks for being a guinea pig for us. That <laughs> was you. awesome. That was awesome. We got a whole new set here this year. Um, so nice. I know you've had some changes too. I don't think we talked about SEO stuff last year when you were when you were on. So uh, we're not going to talk about that again today. It might get brought up, right? But Tell us kind of a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. So not much has changed uh, since two years ago. I was yeah. last on whenever it was. But um, dad to five-year-old triplets, driving me crazy and nuts and super rewarding. But you uh, love them to death. I do. I love them to death. Wouldn't yep. change them for the world. And um, I had a, a lot of experience in digital marketing yeah. and the marketing background it came from. And now, as you mentioned, I'm into this soft washing industry. Yeah. Uh, launched my business in middle of 2020. Okay and um grown it so much yeah. and come so far not just in soft washing but in business and yeah. relationships and networking and more marketing and right. learn more seo stuff by doing it myself and yeah this is stuff that i can't rely on my agency for anymore so yeah um grown so much and everything you can make cool. possible that's so. cool we were just talking here before we started recording like it's been really cool to see where you started right it was like a part-time thing you were doing yeah. on weekends or like you know whatever and um to see where you've grown to it and you're doing it full-time now and you know it's uh it's been fun to watch kind of that progress and it, it's crazy to think it's only been two years i feel like it's been longer than that i know right? i think about all i've changed and grown in two years it's like wow but yeah and it really only has been two years yeah it's crazy to think that's of, so. that's pretty cool so i want to talk through a little bit about the journey um kind of about how you started metro e softwash um you know you said you came from the digital marketing background when like what was the moment like were you like i want to start a business like what's something i could do did you see a need for it like how did the idea even come about to begin with yeah yeah um Honestly, I mean, I was just that kind of person that I guess it's my like entrepreneur mindset or whatever, yeah. but I always knew I wanted to own my own business, okay. you know, and I had several ideas from like taco trucks to building houses or right. lawn cutting, pressure washing, anything you name it, right? We had right. those cool ideas like, I can do that. I want to do yeah. this. And so I knew one day I wanted to own my own business. I just didn't know what it was. Right. And um, when I was with my previous company, Vivial, yeah. doing SEO for other clients, um, a lot of my clients were blue collar. They're yeah. painters and roofers and pressure washers and plumbers. Right. 
Um, and they wanted to, to kind of get, you know, specified in certain industries, right? So yeah. I, I connected well with blue collar guys. I grew up in blue collar family yeah. and just, you know, kind of just been super comfortable to work with those guys. Um, and I, they wanted us to get kind of super niche and do a, a niche program. And I somehow, I don't remember how, but I chose pressure washing, yeah. right? I had like two or three clients of four. Um, my like most long chaining client, who's pretty much my mentor now in yeah. the pressure washing industry. And so I said, sure, let's do pressure washing. Didn't really know much about it. Yeah. And so I started getting more and more clients. And by the time I knew it, my entire book of business was just all pressure washing or soft washing. Gotcha. Um, so I started learning more about the trade and the industry and kind of really, you know, I, I, what really clicked is, you know, I was watching YouTube one day on my lunch break and yeah. how easy it really is to start pressure washing and soft washing, you yeah. know, for not much investment. Um, very low barrier to entry. Yes, very low barrier, which, you know, it's good and bad, as right. we know. Yep. Um, and I'm like, hey, I could realistically do this. You know, yeah. and my thought, which I know we talked before, is I know the marketing background. Right. I know I can fill the schedule. And talking who kind of a, a mentor of mine now is, you know, he said, hey, Dan, you could really do this. I'm telling you, um, the hardest part of the business is getting people to come back. Yeah. You know, getting either repeat customers or keeping the schedule full with new customers. Yep. Um, mostly just because pressure washing one of those things that if you get your house washed, I'm typically not going to see you for a year or two. Yeah. You know, unless you're somebody who is really detail oriented and likes to have their house super clean. Yeah. Um, typically most people don't call them back for two years. Yeah. Which so, is still better yeah. than some industries, mm -hmm. right? Like take roofing, for example, you get a new roof, hopefully you're good for at least five or 10 years before you even need a repair. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, you know, painting, it's like, there's, you know, I always joke, like there's always something to be painted. Sure. Right. But like for the most part, sometimes you go do a full interior repaint, like unless they need something outside next year, like you may not see them for five or seven yeah. years. Right. Yeah. So it, at least you've got some sort of repeat business, but I still see where you're coming up from. Yeah, I agree. So that's what his, his thing was, that's what it is. And mm -hmm. then, you know, after I've been working with him now, you know, we've seen the direct, you know, budget he spent on advertising. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, I want to show you the ROI and then show me a screenshot of his actual CRM of invoice total yeah. that he's made. And this That's was awesome. 2019. And I was like, that was just you? And he's like, yeah, I got a helper or two that helped yeah. me. But he goes, yeah, it was just me. And I go, oh, wow. I'm like, all right, there's, okay. there's one to be made. Yeah, right? yeah, That's, yeah. That's, that's easy. Right. And so once I started learning the efficiency and how to get it, I'm like, really, when I started, it was the money. Yeah. I knew the money was there. I knew that I always wanted to own my business. This is it. This is my calling. Oh, I want to cool, take a man. shot at it. So. That's cool, man. It's been really cool to see. Like I said, <laughs> I, I always just love to see like what was the, you know, was there a, a moment or was it like just a culmination of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I even think about it like now, you know, with what I'm doing and working with, you know, contractors, but specifically painting contractors. It's like I just kept seeing the need for it, right? We'd mm -hmm. go talk to homeowners and they're like, oh, you know, I'd go there for elite painting show for an estimate. They're like, oh, my God, thank you for showing up. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You're welcome. <laughs> <Right>? Like, <laughs> I don't, what do you mean? Thank you for showing up. Like, thank you for breathing. I don't know. Like, right. Um, and, and I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, we've called, you know, four painters and I'm not saying anything painting specific, but sure, sure. contractors in general don't always have the best reputation for professionalism and communication. That's how I built my whole business. Like mm -hmm. show up, do what you say you're going to do, do a good job, make sure people like you and you're going to be successful. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I really started seeing that need like time and time again. I know another homeowner, oh, do you know anybody that does X, Y, Z thing? I've called four, you know, plumbers, <laughs> nobody's called me back or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and so I was like, wow, there's really a need for this, you know? Right. And so it's, it's a kind of similar thing. Like you said, you're like, wow, there's really opportunity here. Right. right. Then you had that aha moment. Like, wait, you made how much money last year? Yeah. Oh, and you had very low. Ex oh, okay. I know what I'm going to do. Right. right. So, <laughs> um, that's cool. So I assume that's kind of what made the money and the time for money exchange. Was that kind of what made the, the opportunity in the industry intriguing for you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and bigger thing, time, you yeah. know, because especially where I'm at now where I'm not, you know, 100% booked all year round. Yeah. Then I have more time to spend with friends and family and just from the house. And yep. I'm like, I never realized how much, like how valuable that stuff was, how yep. valuable that time was, yep. you know, just with kids and just, I mean, everything. I'm like, holy cow, this is really a lot, you know, yeah. where I can... Let's say if I'm only scheduled, I only have three days a week scheduled, I can do those three days. And the other two days are like pretty much weekend days. Right. You know, I can spend time with the kids. And if you can make enough money in those three days, still where you're not even, it's not like, oh, I'm taking two days off this week, but I'm stressed about it. Right. Like you can, you know, position your business in a spot where you can make enough money those days to really enjoy the days off. It makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so how have you kind of marketed and advertised your business? I know kind of coming from that digital marketing background, I would assume some of it's come in with that. Mm -hmm. um, but how have you kind of marketed your business to get it up and going from when you got started? Um, honestly, there's several ways. Yeah. Um, obviously, I come from a digital marketing background. Um, I did a website myself. You know, currently working SEO, not where I want to be, obviously. Yeah. But it's... I, I totally get it now as a business owner. I'm like, it's one of those things that like totally hits the back burner oh, now. And I'm like, all the time, man, I'm like, I'm such a, what's the pot calling the kettle black? Yeah, or, exactly. You know, right. Like, man, as a business or as a digital market, I was so frustrated with business owners, not worrying about the end game, the big yeah. picture and SEO and, and being out there. And I'm like, I'm doing it myself, but yeah. uh, you know, I do a lot of Facebook ads, a lot of Google ads. Gotcha. Um, I do a lot of yard signs. Okay. Um, I've, you know, tried my hand in starting visiting B and I's and that's yeah. something that's kind of new on the topic. Um, networking because, you know, we're, I feel like house washing or pressure washing is a thing where everybody has a house, they're going to need it. And they yep. know people that have houses. Right. Um, so really I'm always a big fan of not putting all my eggs in one basket. That's good. So I want to do digital. I've done some everyday direct mailers Nice. or every door direct mailers. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I've done, like I said, yard signs. I mean, pretty much anything you can think of. Yeah. I've done it. I've tried it. I'm That's cool. I'm going to try it. I'm going to keep cool. going until I what, fail. So. What's been your feedback on the EDDMs, the Every Door Direct Mails? Because I've heard that come up a lot mm -hmm. in the painting industry lately. Yeah. Um, and I'm just curious for your industry, like what's been the results on that in comparison? Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's it's done really well in the fact that I can target like exact neighborhoods. Yep. You know, I can go th drive through neighborhood and say, hey, those people have money. Their yeah. houses are green and dirty. Yeah. And, and 80% the of the houses need it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, Hey, I want to go on this stretch of Frank Scott. I want to yep. go on this stretch of in St. Louis or this town. Right. Um, and I can focus on, you know, pretty much exact neighborhoods yeah. to put my services there. I can't make everybody buy or can't guarantee no. a response rate, but the people who do call me back are the exact homes I want to target, yes. you know? And for me, that's two story and above vinyl homes. Yep. Um, just because the profit margin Which is ninety percent of St. Louis. Exactly. Maybe yeah. not that much. But sure. Close but, to it. You know, I'd love two story and above yeah. vinyl. And so I can go through and say that's the neighborhood I want and I yeah. can send postcards to every single door in that yeah. in that neighborhood. So it's great that it's um, direct and I can get my exact yep. um, target customer. Uh, I will say it doesn't convert as well as um, some other stuff. Like Facebook ads, yeah. Google ads for just the return on investment. You know, I'd spend a little more money. There's a little more acquisition cost per customer yeah. in that than there is. That's good. One, so, well, I think a key point here is you know, you know that. Right. You know your numbers. You know enough to say, like, oh, yeah, my, my money's actually better spent here, but I still like to have my avenues here. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know what your customer acquisition cost is. Yeah. I guarantee you most contractors don't. <laughs> well, I like it, too, because I can compare it versus the job I land. So those two-story vinyl homes that I like that are, yeah. you know, big homes, typically I'm getting anywhere between four and, like, $800 for a house. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe like a Facebook ad, I can, you know, get something at like less than $10 a lead. Yeah. But it's somebody call me for, you know, a driveway that I'd make a hundred bucks off of. Right. So it's like, 
you kind of yeah, have to wait. You got to balance yeah. what the projects are too. That's good. That's good to know. Um, so, you know, you mentioned earlier, you used to work full time at Vivial. Mm-hmm. You, you were working there whenever you started this business, raising three girls, mm-hmm. <laughs> said triplets, five years old right now. Mm-hmm. So that means they were three years old at the time. Right. Um, how did you make this business any bit of a priority during that stretch? Like what's the secret? So I don't, I think it's, I don't know. I, I think I did kind of the opposite. I, put my kids and family and personal time, like I talked about earlier, yeah. um, kind of as a priority. You know, That's I good. started this and I was kind of doing it on weekends and nights and yeah. putting some stuff into it. And then I have it now where I'm able to make really good money in those three or four days. Yeah. And I have, like right now, I usually schedule work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then half a Friday. Nice. And I have the other half of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday yeah. with the kids. You know, That's if it's awesome. my weekend with them, it's great. And yep. if it's my weekend that I don't have them, yeah. then a Monday's is like an extra weekend day. Right. Mondays are like cool stuff to do with dads. So we yeah. go to the zoo, the magic house, we go That's to the awesome. park or splash pad. Um, so really, I guess, you know, definitely in the last two years, it's been a big priority and lots of, you know, late nights staying up, working on the website or yeah. working on different ideas, um, just come up with different game plans. But now it's kind of at the point where, um, I can kind of let it run itself, yeah. especially if I'm, once I'm getting more people to help me out and right. do the grunt work, and then I can focus my time on the valuable stuff like kids yeah. and family and That's friends awesome. and personal interests. So. Well, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask that question because one, I see people try to juggle multiple things, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say 90% of people will take the like victim excuse or sure. the, you know, mentality of like, well, I just, I don't have time for that. Right. Or, oh man, I'm so busy. We have one kid and like I run a business, right? Right. Um, I'm slightly guilty of this. Too. Get <laughs> I guess I'm talking to myself here, but, but you know, like they, they, they make the excuses. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas you, I look at it like you had a full-time job, you're raising three girls. Um, you were starting a business, mm-hmm. right? Here you are. <laughs> you clearly made it work. Right. Like, and I think it's because you went in with that mentality, like you're a driven person and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Right. Right. And I'm sure there was weeks that you were just like, I'm exhausted. Oh yeah. Right. There's like weeks that I'm like, I, I want to quit. Yeah. This is not going to work. You, you might've worked 12 hours a day and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so I, I know there was times you had to push through over the last two years. Um, but like, I just, I wanted to kind of reinforce that to people. Like if you're really determined to make it work, you're going to make it work. Yeah, I agree. And if you're really determined to find an excuse why you can't make it work, you're not going to make it work. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm sure I, I just stepped on some toes for some people listening <laughs> to this and I don't, I'm not that worried about it. Right. right. Cause I know they need to hear it. It's, yeah. it's not what they want to hear. It's what they need to hear. Yeah. I agree. Um, because you're going to figure out how to make it work if you're really that motivated and determined. Um, and you had the long-term vision this whole time. Yeah, I agree. I would you, say almost kind of remember the wins, right? Remember the stuff yes, that's really good, you know, yes. cause there's days, like I said, that like machine broke down, I got a flat tire, my yeah. helper called off or like, you know, I pretty much got heat exhaustion one day and I'm yeah. like, this sucks. I don't want to do it. You know? And there's days where I feel like I'm done at noon and I've made more money in that one day than I did an entire week at Vivial yeah. At yeah. My, or any other gig or any yeah. other thing I've done. And I'm like, all right. So this every time I'm doing it, yeah, this, every time that I'm down and out and I yeah. hate it, I got to think, remember that one day yeah. when I made like a month's salary or a two week salary in one day, you know, right. like that's what you got to keep in the back. You got to remember that. Yeah. You know, so. no, I think that's good. You always got to remember the wins. And I guess I think you have to have the long-term vision, right? Like yeah. you see now, you know, you're still building, you're still growing. I know you're still grinding at times, but you're able to see a little bit more of the reward now yeah. with where you're at. And, you know, a lot of people have that short-term vision. It's like tomorrow, yeah, next week. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe next month. Like that's long-term vision to a lot of people. <laughs> sure. Right. You were looking two years mm-hmm. down the road of like, if I can just build it to this spot, 
mm-hmm. and then I can I can work three to four days a week right. and have the other time with friends, family, you know, the girls, everything. Um, and again, sometimes it's just pushing through that gap. That's not fun. <laughs> right. That's not always the best situation to really be able to reap the rewards of it down the road. So, yeah. um, that's, I mean, it's really cool just to see how you've, how you've progressed with this. So, thank you. Um, so what is your goal with the business moving forward? Um, yeah, you're I mean, here. Yeah. Like, right. Like I know the last few years, probably most of your goal was to get to this spot. Sure. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly true. That's where I wanted to be where I'm yeah. like, I wanted to be where I have, you know, somebody else kind of really doing the work for me. Yeah. Um, and me myself that I realized that I'm good at is talking with homeowners and networking with other people yep. and business owners. Marketing where and sales. Marketing and sales. Uh, not necessarily because I'm lazy and I like to sit down and sit in the AC. Yeah, right. Uh, but I just love talking to people, right? Yep. I love people coming to me a problem. I can solve it for them. I can yeah. make good friends with them. I can refer other contractors out. Hey, I got a problem with my toilet or I got a problem right. with this piece of uh, siding hanging off yeah. or whatever. So I can, you know, A, help solve that person's problem, and B, I just love talking to people, yeah. and that's what I like doing. So my, my goal was to get it to where I can have, you know, another helper with me or two doing the majority of the work, and yeah. then, you know, let me sit there and talk to the homeowner, um, work on sales part, answer phone calls, scheduling, yeah. kind of other thing. Awesome. And I think, you know, kind of for the future, I want to be as, as similar, and I think we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I really want to kind of focus on getting off of the truck, yeah. is what I say, you know, if passing that responsibility on to somebody else um, that knows obviously how to pressure wash, how to, you know, meet with the homeowners and, and leave a good note, uh, upsell, upsolve kind of thing. Um, And just handle the day-to-day interactions where I don't have to put my time and energy to that. And I can focus on other things for the business. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And I would like to, you know, obviously grow it and add two, three vehicles to the fleet and, you know, have somebody, again, kind of manage that so I can focus on bigger and better priorities to keep growing. That's cool. That's really cool. It's really fun when you get to that point that you're like, okay, this is everything I've been working for. Mm -hmm. Now, where do we go? Right. Right? Like I kind of was sharing with you earlier before we started, like that's kind of where I got to with our business, you know, over the end of last year, over winter time, really early this year. And it was like, okay, everything I've worked for since we started this company, like we're finally there. Right. Right. Now, how do we grow forward? Right. And I'll be honest, like there was a few months that I was struggling because I didn't have that vision for what that looked like. Mm -hmm. Right. Because all the time and energy and resources for the last how many ever years went into getting to here. Right. Right. And then you're like, okay, I'm finally here. Now I have to reset this whole goal. Right. Reset my vision. Reset like well, how do now, now how do we go? Right. Right. You know, so it's, it's like, it kind of brings a whole new set of challenges, right? When you start hiring people to do what you're doing now, it's like, you have to think at a whole nother level. You have to orchestrate and and plan and, you know, problem solve and and put systems in place to succeed still and train somebody. And you're like, okay, this is totally different than me going out and just doing projects for people. Right. So, um, it's, it's like a fun next set of challenges. Yeah, I agree. uh, It's like, uncomfortable too a little bit it is a little bit but it stretches you out of your comfort zone and ultimately at the end of the day you're going to become a better business owner i agree so um so obviously your business is very seasonal right we're here in st louis Mm -hmm. um you have six ish good months of weather for soft washing stretch a little bit um obviously you can't typically soft wash in december because you're going to just shoot ice pellets at their siding and (laughs) that's not going to do anything um so how do you how do you plan to hand especially now that you're full-time doing this um, as of the spring, like how do you plan on, you know, staying busy or, or weathering through the winter time pun intended? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, honestly, and this was probably something I shouldn't have done, but you know, when I made that jump at the beginning of this year, it was like, let me focus on this summer. I want yeah. to do everything. And then when winter comes, I'll handle that kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely wasn't thinking ahead of That's time. Okay. That's okay. Big right. picture. That's right. But you had long-term vision the last two years. We'll I did. Just, yes. We'll yes. leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but I knew it was something I had to do. So I made the jump and, um, you're right. I mean, typically physically wise, you know, I can wash anything I would say above freezing, you know, typically, yeah. But I, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, I like to be above 50 degrees. Yeah. So six months we have right. probably the best. Um, and we do have other services like gutter cleaning and leaf yeah. removal. And um, I did a little bit of salting and plowing last year and I'll probably yeah. do some more this year. So that'll probably keep me somewhat busy, but knowing me, I'm just motivated <laughs> and I can't sit down. If I sit right. down, I'm going to, you know, get fat and get bored and, right. and, and I just no drive myself crazy, yeah. you know, much less not make money. And I love making money. Yes. So, um, my focus, you know, I've, I've been touring around with a lot and we talked a little bit earlier, yeah. but me and my brother have kind of gone together. He owns a plumbing company on Marine yep. and kind of the same aspect. He started, he's been in it five years now. He worked for his father-in-law at Kirkwood Plumbing. Gotcha. Um, his kind of the plan was for him to take over that business at some yeah. point, you know, kind of pass it down to the son-in-law and things went a different way. He ended up selling the business. And so he started his company. I think it's been maybe four or five years now. So okay. he, I helped him out a lot. He helps me a lot. One of my favorite mentors in, in business and life. And um, so he came to me and says, hey, I didn't want to do it. And he's pretty much, I always say he's like two or three years ahead of me, right? So okay. he started off kind of nights and weekends doing plumbing jobs. Yep. And then he's like finally one of my own full time. And now he's at the point where he has six, seven people working for him. That's he's awesome. got a couple of vans. And <clears throat> um, so anyways, he has, once again, into sewer lateral. It's gotcha. a whole different aspect, whole different yeah. licensing. Um, and he wants to do it on the Missouri side and the Illinois side. Okay. And to get in those sewer laterals, um, you really have to find the problems first, the people with the problem. So um, we're going to start doing sewer camera inspections, okay. sewer jetting, uh, which essentially is a big power washer yeah. that you shove down a, a sewer line and yeah. clean it out. Um, and then sewer cabling as well. Okay. Um, it helps with fixing those problems, but a right. lot of those problems eventually lead to sewer lateral replacements yep. um, or trenchless replacements where you can like run a liner through it, right. repair it. So um, that's kind of my next adventure. Yeah. Uh, no, cool. no idea when it's going to actually start. We've yeah, done a lot of stuff right. uh, printively and, and we're there. We just, at the moment on summer, I'm kind of focusing on yeah, this for sure. And uh, that's the plan yeah. for the no, That for makes the sense. Winter. That's awesome. It's good. You have a plan, <laughs> yes, right? At least yes. you have a plan now. So <laughs> that's good. Um, what are a few lessons that you've learned since starting your business? Like if you could go back in time and do something differently or just looking back on the last couple of years or anything at all that you've kind of shared, you know, along your entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, I know you mentioned earlier about like your CRM and the importance of that, right? Being organized. Yeah. Um, just anything you've got like that that you want to share with people. Yeah, I mean, definitely the CRM like we talked about because, you know, at least in my, and I'm sure everyone everyone experiences it, right? Because we all start from somewhere, right? We yeah. all start of doing kind of nights and weekends or extra side jobs right. or whatever. And then they're like, hey, I can make money doing this. And you keep going. And, you know, the money's rolling in. And you're like, this is great. Yeah. And then for me, my kind of aha click moment is I had two or three customers in a week's time frame said, hey, where are you at? We're scheduled for today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed it. You know, because yeah. I had so much stuff going on. I was working my full-time job, right? kids and sports and events. And, you know, I was responding to messages on my Facebook personal account on my business Facebook account and then right. text messages and email and responses from the website. And then people that I talked to that called me that I didn't write down. I had a notebook here and a notebook there and it was yeah. just everywhere. And I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I'm losing sleep at night. I'm yeah. stressing out that I didn't answer that message or yeah. call the person back. Or, or afraid I forgot somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause then now it's happening. It's biting me in the butt. People are mad about it and I don't yeah. want to give that 
um, notion that that's the kind of person I am, right. you know, cause so, it's not right. Exactly. It just was the season of life. You heard. Right. <laughs> and I don't want to be that typical contractor. Like we talked yeah. about of not returning. Yeah, calls exactly. Right. So, um, so I had to take a step back and just kind of automated a few things where, um, it's not anything crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, crazy, smart, crazy eccentric or whatever, but it's just the fact that I'm have having a consistent idea or plan of when I get that lead or someone calls me. Yeah. Um, so whether it's a friend or a family or a neighbor, someone I met before, I got to log it. I got to have a, you know, a communication, a, a line of communication, whether it may be a text or an email or a phone, yeah. but I got to have that at all points of the yeah. um, point in the job, right? Whether it's giving the estimate, following up on the estimate, closing it, doing the work, following up afterwards, just to make sure you're getting paid the invoice, you know, just yeah. got to be consistent. So yep. that's good. <clears throat> um, and then the other thing I too, I thought too was, really, I guess, just using kind of or asking for help. Because my thing, no matter what field you're in, whether it's super new, like soft washing, or it's, you know, been around forever, like painting, um, someone's done it before. Someone's been there, someone's been in your shoes, someone had the exact same problems. And chances are, you probably know somebody, you know, so I've used people like you, myself with starting the LLC and kind of business advice to like I mentioned, my brother who started business before me to just general business questions to other pressure washers, soft washers, like, hey, what do I do with this? The machine breaks and what do you do for these customers? Um, so just don't be afraid to, you know, find your mentors, yeah. find people who's going to help and use them. That's good. You know? That's really good. Um, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's always one of the best things is like, you know, look at the person that's like a few years ahead of you yeah. and like learn from their mistakes. Exactly. Right? And if you're anything like me, you're still going to make the mistakes because sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Right? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know that happened to them, but I, I got this. It's yeah. going to be different. And I'm like, ah, crap. Yeah. I, I should have just listened to that. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that's important, right? Have, have a mentor, have somebody you can look to and just, you know, it's, it's more from the outside perspective, right? Yeah. I think as business owners, we get so tunneled into our business, right? And, and what we need to focus on in the day-to-day operations, like you said, that we don't stop and like look at it from an objective third-party perspective because yeah. we have this emotional attachment because it's our business. We started it from nothing. We built it to a point. And, you know, so we, we sometimes don't make the most rational decisions because of that. Right. right? Emotion is like the worst thing ever when it comes to decision-making, right? Uh, for most things, I'd say 98% of things out there. So um, it's good just to have that third-party perspective. So um, as we kind of wrap up here, what's, What's one of the biggest challenges you're currently facing? I would say definitely, um, like I mentioned before, is what I call getting off the truck. Oh. You know, it's not – I have, you know, great helpers in place. I know they do a great job, and they would do great talking with the customers, but I am having such a – not like a separation anxiety issue, I guess, yeah, from the truck, just, but just like – The delegation. Yeah, the delegation and the fact that I've built this business and I've put my heart and soul in this business – and I just don't want to give that up and let them do that. You know, yeah. they're great people. I have great people who work for me, but um, it's just going to be hard to let that go and yeah. trust those people with the responsibility that I had so yeah. I can focus on other things, you yeah. know, and that's, I, I, I know that's something that's my own weakness yeah. and I'm trying to get over. That's good that you know that. Though. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. seriously, like, <laughs> like I think just the fact that you understand, like this is a weakness of mine mm-hmm. and it's just something you're going to have to push through and work through. Yeah. Right. Um, which, you know, on one hand is great. And on the other hand, it's like, I still have to deal with it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, but I think if you have the right people and you can empower them to make the right decisions, they have the right values that you share. Um, sometimes you just have to, throw them out there and hope that you've coached them enough. And, you know, don't just, I think that's one mistake I see. Sometimes I see people that are just like, Hey, here's all this responsibility. Go with it. Right. And there's no like checking in, there's no accountability. Like, you know, so, um, it's like, you can just kind of slowly, slowly give them some stuff, right? Hey, can you just like talk to the customer, do a walkthrough and collect the check? Right. Great. Let's just start there. Right. 
like I'll still do all the front end work. Just can you at least do the back end when the job's finished, right? right. Um, and just slowly start to give responsibility. And again, I know it's way easier said than done. Yeah. But um, sometimes just starting to piece off little pieces of stuff until all of a sudden you're at a point where you're like, well, they've handled all this. Why can't they handle the other 40%, right? Yeah. You know, true. so it kind of gives them some experience and you see how they can handle it. But again, I way easier said than done. I totally get it. I agree, it. yeah. So. And my thing I'm worried about too is once we able to get, let's say, that tech or two that I really like yeah. that's able to run the businesses, now I have to get somebody because – Let's face it, in that role, there's going to be a lot of turnover, especially yeah. in today's job market. Um, so I got to worry about somebody that can maybe step in and do the training part of that. So now yeah. that if I am away in the office or working on bids or scheduling, yeah. I have to focus on somebody that can train that person yeah. to keep my footsteps. And that's going to keep happening, I know, with not just training, but at, at some point with sales and maybe and then scheduling yeah. and the other side of the business. Like I just have to keep giving up. It's good. Different tasks. Just so. say, be aware of it and then figure it out when and get to it. Right. right? <laughs> Try to put a plan together to avoid it from happening, right. but like, don't let it keep you from growing. So right. that's good. Um, well, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here and doing this. It's been fun to catch up. Like I said, it's been really fun to see the growth in you and as your business here over the last couple of years. Um, I know you got a lot of big things ahead in the future. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll just make this an annual, you know, season thing. We'll find a new new topic for next season. So, <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm all thank, about it. <laughs> thanks for coming back and doing this. If you need any soft washing, how can people get a hold of you here in the St. Louis area? Uh, several ways. So yeah. my cell phone, 618-971-7599. Okay. Call or text. Um, email Metro East Softwash at Gmail. Cool. Uh, our website, MetroEastSoftwash.com. Awesome. Um, any socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They'll be able over. to find you. Yeah, right, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll definitely chat soon. All right. Thanks for having me, Chris. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.